it's doing. And because, you know, uh, you will naturally gravitate towards that which you focus upon. Right? I said you will naturally gravitate towards that which you focus upon. Uh, you know, if you're riding your 10-speed bicycle and you look up the road there and, and you think, Ooh, there's a big rock up there, you've got to miss that rock. And if you're looking at that rock, guess what you're going to run right over the top of? Big old rock. You, you know, uh, you, you gotta, where you're looking is where you're going to go. And, and, and the enemy, uh, sometimes he gets you just looking at all the stuff and all the chaos and all the, and, and really, if you took all of your stuff and set it in a big pile next to somebody else's, all of their stuff, you, your pile might not even be that big. But in your world, your pile is huge because that's what you're focused on. But that's not what you were created for. Remember, the Bible says that you would show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and translated you into his marvelous light. That you would show forth the praises. That phrase in the original literally means that you would celebrate the goodness and greatness of your God. That you, you know what you need to do? You need to throw yourself a party. Come on. That's what church is. is a celebration of the greatness and the goodness of our God. Because he's doing great things. Amen. God, you reign in my life, and I'm happy about it. I think we ought to take one more second this morning and just give God some praise. Come on, church. God, you reign. You reign, Lord. You're awesome, God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're here today and you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, the ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. We want you to get that Word and, and, and get it in you. Okay? Get, it in, get in the Word of God. You might be saying, well, I, you know, I, I don't know how to study the Word. Well, then hook up with one of us. We'll help you. But if you say that for two or three weeks, we'll choke you. Because uh, you don't have any excuse. Uh, it's too easy. Okay, guys, listen, I, you, might be, you might be thinking in your mind that it's difficult or it's hard. No, it's, it's really, it's too easy. Uh, there are pro- programs you can get on, on, it doesn't even have to be a new iPhone. It can be like an older Android. And um, you, you, there's programs you can get, that, and they'll read you Proverbs every day. You know, and you just set that thing up, and you can have the Proverbs, chapter of Proverbs read to you every day before you get out of bed. That sounds good right now. I know what you're thinking. That's what we should have done today. We should have just had a book. No, you're in the right place. Look at your neighbor tell him you're in the right place. All right. But you got to get in the word, okay? You got to get in the word because that word's going to come alive. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to turn the lights on. David said, hey, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light to my path. Hey, you know, that word's going to flip the light on. Suddenly, because of the word of God giving direction to your life, you know, you, you do have to engage. You can't just read it. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. You know, you, you got to get it in you, right? You got to embrace it. But it, it'll, it, it, boom! It'll just something, something, something just snaps, and all of a sudden, revelation comes. And, and uh, because you got to understand something that God's not trying to hide stuff from you; He's wanting to reveal things to you. And so, you, you know, when, when you start participating with the Word, and you're walking uh, in the light of the Word, you know, uh, what, what is it? Third John. I can't remember what verse it is. Like. I'll guess because you won't know. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I think it's Third John 7, somewhere in there. Just re- read the whole chapter. But uh, he said, I have no greater joy than this than to know that my children walk in the truth. Man, you know, you're walking with God. How do you do that? Well, according to the Word of God. Get the Word of God in your life. Amen. 
every single day. Come on, let's make the devil really mad this morning. Got your Bible in your hand? Hold it way up, hold it way up high. Lift up your Android. Lift up your... There you go. Say, this is my Bible. Say, I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Knuckle bump your neighbor. Tell him, man, I'm getting ready to change right now. Amen. It's really kind of cool because, uh, you know, we, we, we've been talking about favor, and we're going to continue to talk about the favor of God and, and uh, getting the favor of God operating in your life. And uh, yesterday at 5 o'clock, one of the brothers came by, and, and he, he dropped this word off that he's been receiving uh, for uh, 7, 14 days. God's just little pieces every day, and he'd write it down in a journal. And then he realized, wow, God's really saying something. And so he put it all together and he brought it by and I read it and I thought, you know, I want to share a lot of this with you. I've got it here. You can you can get the whole thing if you want. But I just want to read some of this. And, you know, we just believe that God talks to us. Amen. And so so here's a prophetic word for you. Because uh, as, he, as he was putting this together, he said, you know, I, I realize that this isn't just for me. This is, this is for the house. This is what he says. He says, uh, this is God talking. He said, I am doing the final preparations for a public display of my power and my glory. Dude, that right there is awesome. I mean, we, we, could, just, we could just talk about that for just a minute and, and go home. Because, you know, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty exciting if you think about it. God said, I'm doing the final preparations for a public display of my power and my glory. You know what you want in your life? That, that, that when people look at your life, that there would be no way that they give you the credit for what just happened. Right? Because you're good, but you ain't that good. Right? And God said, you know, a public display of my power, my glory. I am finishing laying the floor. I'm joining you together with others and joining you and locking you together as one. And you'll be a place for me to walk about. The low places shall be brought up. The high places shall be brought down. And it will make a clear and level pathway for me. Each shall value the others that they have been joined with as I value them. I am removing the last of the contamination and dirt from my house. And it's going to be clean. It's going to be holy. It's going to be prepared for me to once again walk among my people. Now, I just, I just want to point out that God's getting ready to do the final preparations. And he said, and it shall be prepared for me to once again walk among my people. The sweetness will return to my house because of the cleansing I'm going to do. The enemy's intent is to expose and to bring shame. But I will remove the darkness and cover the shame. And she's going to be all mine and no part of her shall belong to another. Isn't that awesome? Man, I thought, listen, I'm doing away with the old and I'm bringing in the new. The, the new, the, the new don't, don't you know the clothes of yesterday just won't do. I have new clothes for you to wear, clean and new. Let me help you unwrap them. They're made just for you. Nothing stained or torn will do. Only the new will fit you. Don't go back to the old clothes. Don't try to put them on, for they are not for you. Only the new will do. My God, somebody. You know, uh, it's time to leave the busyness of the city and that which keeps you occupied. It's time to simplify and get back to the simple life and, that, and to that which really matters. I'm retooling you and making it possible for you to carry more. The important things are to tend the fire within you and within your house and to keep it burning and keep the house warm. For there are many that I am drawing to the light and the warmth within the house. And they will come in by the score if you'll give them, you know, uh, if you'll give them what they need to wake up. I'm going to just say it that way. 
you could, I'll, I'll let you read this whole thing later. Listen. Uh, listen, I am head over heels in love with you. This is God talking to you. And the devil been telling you he's mad at you. And God's telling you, I'm head over heels in love with you. But he's got a question. Are you head over heels in love with me? No, my love. Experience the depths of it. For my love is greater than death. My love for you is greater than anything else. Is your love for me greater than anything else? It's time to awaken my love and come and be with me so that I can change you to be more like me. I have plans I want to show you and things I want to speak to you. So come away and be with me. Now, I'm telling you, God's got a plan for your life. God's got a purpose and, 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 and what he's doing. He said, you know, he said, I, I'm preparing. I, I'm making final preparations and, and uh, you know, and, and I'm positioning you. You, you got to understand something, guys, that, that God's just talking to you. And a lot of times we're under the impression that, that, you know, everything's out of control. No, God, you reign. My God is stronger. My God is stronger. My God is healer. Nothing is impossible. God's got a plan for your life. It's really cool to get this 5 o'clock last night, knowing what I was getting ready to preach. Listen to this. Let's just jump in here real quick. Go to Luke chapter 418. We're talking about the favor of God. I want you to read this with me. Just read it out loud. It's on the screen. Read it with me. Ready? Read. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Let's read that again. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. One more time. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. I need you to understand something, that you need to make a transition, that you're going from reading about Jesus having something on him to, to understanding you got something on you. That the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now quickened your mortal body. That God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all you know, who were oppressed. That, that same thing is on you. That same spirit is upon you. Okay? And, and, and you, need to, you need to start proclaiming that the spirit of the Lord is on me. You, you know, when, when you wake up in the morning, how many of you guys do that? About half of you. Some of you guys got here today and you didn't even wake up. All right. When you wake up in the morning, the, 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 the first realization is the spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. And because He's anointed me to bring good news to people who have need. You're, you're a carrier of good news. Come on, some of you guys, you know, come on, let's get real. Can we be real for just a few minutes today? Sometimes we get confused as to the news we're supposed to carry. Have you heard about the economy? Wrong message. Have you seen the price of gas? Wrong message. Did you know that my God can supply all of your needs? I love rolling, you know, into gas stations in a four-wheel drive in a vehicle that just sucks down the fuel. I love it because people walk up and they say, wow, you got to put gas in that thing. And you want to say, yeah, it beats pushing it, you know. It's so, isn't it funny? We, you know, you pull up in a $35,000 vehicle, talking on a $700 telephone, sipping a $6 cup of coffee, whining about the price of gas. 
It just don't make no sense. Yeah. Uh, you, you are a carrier of good news to people who have need. Make sure you're proclaiming the right message. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners. Man, you got the keys. Come on, you've got the keys. Why don't you set people free? Oh, my God. He has, he has sent me to recover this sight for the blind. You get to bring revelation, insight, and understanding to people. To release the oppressed. Look at the next verse. He has sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's favor. This is the season of favor. The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim favor. I wish you could see your neighbor's face right now. Don't look, because it's scary. <laughs> you, get to, you get to share favor, the favor of God. The, the favor, the favor of God. Good Lord. When you wake up in the morning, you ought to jump out of bed going, Favor! Why not? When you're in the shower, Keith, shaving your back. Favor! Was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> That's awesome. Boom. Look at your neighbor and say it. Favor! Favor. <laughs> when you're in the marketplace, when you get back to the house, whatever you're doing, you're a proclaimer of favor. You know you're going to be drawn to that which you're looking at. And I know a lot of you, you, you know, you get, you get, uh, you, you know, you get kind of under the impression that God has favorites. No, he don't. No, he don't. You look across the room and you say, well, that guy, he's lucky. He ain't never had a bad day. Well, number one, you're an idiot. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't mean that. Yes, I did. <coughs> Number two, God don't have favorites. Think about your life. Let's just, let's just think about your life. You were separated from God. He sent his only son to come walk this earth. That's favor. That child of God took on sin that was yours. That's favor. He was beaten scourged, ridiculed on your behalf. That's favor. He died, went to hell, took the keys of sin, death, hell, and the grave, and rose again for you. Favor. You know what? The favor of God is for you already. I mean, I, I understand that the enemy doesn't want you to see it because he doesn't want you to be drawn to it. Because if you walk in the favor of God, then God begins to do a shift in your life and suddenly things begin to occur that you could possibly, you couldn't possibly take the credit for. But that's what God said in the prophetic word too. That He wants to do some things that, that blow the mind of the world away. That nobody would argue because it had to be God. See, there are some things that you can do and if you work hard, you can do really good. But if you learn to rest in the favor of God. God can get 
a lot more done than you could ever possibly think or imagine. Paper. This morning, real quick, I just want to talk about attracting the favor of God. Attracting the favor of God. You know, how many of you guys like to be attractive? A bunch of you are liars. We're going to have an altar call later. And you better come. Cast that lying spirit out. We all want to be attractive. We do what we can to be attractive. And and, and there's a certain uh, target market. You know that, that that we're that we're aiming at. Now, I remember it's been a few years. Uh, how, how long we've we been married? Huh? Twenty-eight. You act like you're afraid to say it. It's okay. <laughs> Twenty-eight, twenty-nine years ago, I remember when I used to get myself ready because I knew Shelby was coming. So I had to. You know, I decided there's my target market. So I began. To get ready. I went out. You know, Shelby, Shelby worked on a ranch uh, training cutting horses. And I wasn't really that big of a cowboy. And so I went out and bought a new pair of Wranglers. I'm preparing myself. I bought boots. <laughs> nice ones, too. And a buckle. Remember my buckle? I shined up my buckle. I got me a western shirt with a snap-on button, so I wore this one today in memory of that one. I did a few other things, too. You know, uh, took a shower. Some of you guys need this information. Write it down. Put on deodorant. Look at your neighbor. Make sure he's writing that down. I know you want him to. You know, brushed my teeth. What was I doing? I was preparing myself. You want the favor of God? You might need to start preparing yourself. You want to attract the favor of God? Then prepare to be attractive to your target market. There are some things he talks about. Take off that old. Put on a new. Clue. Here's a clue for you. The old is not attractive. He's attracted to the new. Maybe it's time for you to change your mindset or an attitude. Maybe it's time to take off that unforgiveness and and put on something new, something fresh. You gotta you gotta prepare yourself. You you want to be attractive? You want to attract the favorite? You gotta prepare. I just thought it was so cool that the first line was, "I'm doing final preparations." You gotta prepare. You know, the next thing I had to do, I had to position myself. It does not do any good to prepare and not then to position. You've got to position yourself. You know what I would do? I would find where Shelby was going to be, and I'd be there just just ahead of her. Huh. And she would find it so odd that everywhere she went, there there he is. My mom and I were in a Montgomery Ward store one time when her and her mom walked in. I was prepared. Shelby walked in the front door of Montgomery Ward's. Her tongue dropped out of her mouth and rolled across the floor. (laughs) You think I'm joking. You got to position yourself. 
You got to you, you want you want to attract the favor of God. You got to prepare for it and you've got to position yourself. You know, uh, he says right here, you know, I read it to you. Do you remember? I don't know if I can find it that fast, but he said in, in the word, he talked about your position. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times we get under the impression, well, if God really wants to get to me, he knows where I'm at. I, what if God has that same thought? That if you really want to get to God, you know where he's at. Look at your neighbor and say, wow, that was for you right there. You've got to position yourself. You're some... You're some places that you know God ain't. What are you doing there? Well, it gets quiet in here now. Oh, he's going to go to the middle of now. No, I'm just setting it out there. That a lot of times we end up, we, we end up living lives, you know, uh, we end up living lives that, that we know God wouldn't participate in. Then we wonder if he's going to come in and save the day. You could save the day by taking a few steps away from what you've engaged in. Look at this, Exodus thirty-three, twelve. Moses said to the Lord, You've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you're going to send with me. You have said, I know you by name. Isn't that awesome? But how many of you realize the Lord knows your name? He didn't just create you. He didn't just redeem you. He knows you. He knows your dreams, your heart. He knows your name. He said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. Look at the next verse. If you're pleased with me, Moses said, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. If you're pleased with me, teach me your ways. If you want to attract the favor of God, what you need to do is ask God to teach you his ways. I think you need to get ready to learn something instead of trying to prove you know it all. I'll just let that hang out there because ain't nobody grabbing that one right yet. But uh, I, I think we I think we need to I think we need to come to God and realize that there's nothing more important than learning the ways of God. That that today I'm going to learn something I didn't know yesterday because I want to get closer to God. Because learning the ways of God changes everything. Well, we need to learn about marriage. You need to learn the ways of God and apply them to your marriage. And if you take the ways of God and apply them to your marriage, favor. Hello? I need to learn about business. You need to learn the ways of God and apply it to your business. You need to learn the ways of God and apply them to every area of your life. Look at verse 14. The Lord replies and said, my presence will go with you. Somebody say, thank you, God. And I will give you rest. Can I just tell you that the rest that comes from God, that's favor. You know, if you've ever lost your peace, you pretty much know what I'm talking about when you're in pursuit of finding rest. If we could learn to rest in the Lord. You know, we, we press and stress and we're pushing and we're pulling. And what you need to do is stop and understand He's your Father. He's your Lord. Rest in Him. you got to quit trying to make it happen and learn to rest in His favor. And let Him direct your steps. 
You know, and, and again, I just want to throw some thoughts out that before you try to be a favor chaser, you've got to learn to be a God chaser. You know, uh, it's not just about getting favor, but it's about getting that presence to go with you everywhere you go. My presence will go with you. See, a lot of times we're so, we're, we're, we're so you know, when we're talking about being positioned, uh, we're so uh, focused on where we are. No, it's who you're with. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? It's who you're with. We, we, can, we can go, uh, you know, there, there are places, there are, you know, uh, geographical spots, I guess, that you can travel that you ought not to be in. But your focus needs to be on walking with God. I don't care where we go. I just don't want to go alone. Uh, you know, and he said, my presence will be with you and you will have rest. You know, uh, if you want to know the favor of God, you got to learn the ways of God. If you're going to learn the ways of God, then we got to get committed to God. Come on, guys. You look at me like, uh, I hope you're just really taking this in because the look on your face says, this sucks. <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, this week was just a real joy. I had, I got the opportunity to do two weddings this week. Yippee. Um, weddings are not my favorite thing. These two couples are awesome, and I'm glad. But, you know, weddings aren't my thing. I've had people tell me, well, we're not going to get married. That's just a piece of paper. Marriage is not a piece of paper. Uh, it's not a contract. A contract is a legal binding agreement entered into by two or more individuals based upon mutual distrust. A covenant is a binding agreement entered into by two or more individuals based upon mutual commitment. And we live in a society that don't like commitment. Because if I commit, what happens if I change my mind? Well, the Bible says, swear to your own hurt and change not. Well, I don't like that. So we start making spiritual phrases. Well, the Lord has led me out of this commitment. Well, that's odd. I hope the Lord doesn't lead the Lord out of his commitment to you. <laughs> Commitment's kind of a scary deal for us. Well, you know, you've got to be really careful because people begin to abuse. You know, I've got to tell you something. God reigns and you, you, you just got you got to wrap your heart around the reality that commitment is a requirement if you're going to learn the ways of god and if you're going to attract the favor you're going to have to live a covenant life you have to make a decision to live a covenant life and the covenant is that a life is made making choices that please god not me you got to commit to live to cheerfully please God. Okay. Proverbs 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Somebody say amen. You know, God is love. God is faithful. Don't separate from love and faithfulness. Bind them around your neck. How many of you know that's getting pretty close? 
Huh? You know, if you bind fear, if you bind competition, I don't know, whatever you bind around your neck, you don't get favor, you get trouble. But if you bind love and faithfulness, you're going to attract favor. What pleases the Lord? Love and faithfulness. He said, write them on the tablet of your heart. How many have a tablet? How many have a heart? Same group. Get this written on your heart and it'll begin to flow out of your life. How many of you, you don't have to respond, but how many of you are desperate for a better marriage? Will write love on your heart and you'll end up having a better marriage. Write faithfulness on your heart. Your life will become better. You know what? You've got to be committed to be faithful to God. I, you know, hear me today. I'm not just talking about church attendance. I'm not talking about what you do, uh, you know, one service out of the weekend. You know, really, you know, what, what, do, what do we expect from you? You know, we expect you to be more than 1.4 visits a month. You know, in church attendance, I think you ought to pick a, a weekend service and be in it. Right? And, and if you pick first service Sunday morning and something comes up, well, then you ought to swing by on a Saturday night that week. We are not telling you that you have to be in all three weekend services. Now, if I were you, I would be. Because I love this place. But I'm not telling you you should. Uh, that, that's not your commitment to the house. You're, uh, well, we're, we're too busy. Uh, just hear me. If you if you get too busy for God, you're probably too busy. But I think you ought to. I think you ought to pick it one service a weekend. I think you ought to be here Wednesday nights if you can. And if you can't, you ought to be following up with what we're doing on Wednesday night and 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 growing yourself. But your faithfulness. It's not church attendance. It's what you're doing outside of here. Where your faithfulness really shows up. Hey guys, faithfulness is changing the channel when you need to. Hello? You know, uh, if, if a man and his wife go out to dinner, let's just try this, okay? If you and I go out to dinner, and every time another female comes in, that make you happy? If I, you know, if I'm, if I'm, yeah, if I do that, does that make you happy? You don't like that? Well, you're just going to have to deal with it because that's who I am. You want to bet? <laughs> you know, could you imagine at one of the wedding ceremonies when they get down there and you're going through the vows, and and the, and, and the bride says, "Wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I needed to be very clear that I choose to be your bride, but I need about seven, eight days a year where I can just separate and go do anything I want with whoever I want." Now, I'm joining into this covenant with you, but you need to understand that that part about being yours and yours alone, that's only part-time. Some of us, that's how we come to God. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. And I'm telling you that if I tried to justify it to Shelby, she ain't going to buy it. God is a jealous God. I'll, I'll keep moving. 
I want to give you three keys this morning, real quick. Ten more minutes, three keys. I'm going to give them to you right now, and then I'm going to talk about them until I'm out of time. Three keys that I think will help us prepare and position ourselves to attract the favor of God. The first key is this. We want to learn His ways. We, 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 want, to, we want to get that thing flowing. Number one, you need to love what Jesus loves. You need to love what Jesus loves. Number two, you need to build what Jesus built. Number three, you need to live as Jesus lived. If we can do these three things, not only will we have life-changing experience, but we will attract the favor of God. You need to love what Jesus loves. What does he love? Not what does your mama and your papa love. What does he love? I think Moses was really on to something when he said, teach me your ways so that I might know you and continue to find favor. I think he, I think he just tapped into something very special. God, I just want to know your ways. And in order to love what Jesus loves, how many realize we got to know what Jesus loves? I want to love what you love, Lord. Well, then you better learn what he loves. That makes sense, don't it? Well, just question, are you in his word every day? I mean, every day, you know, uh, I'm telling you all the time that you need to find a passage of Scripture and begin to weave that into the fabric of your life. But you know what? It might not be a bad idea for you to grab a, a yearly Bible reading plan and just go through the Word. I mean, go through all the begats, the begat, the begat, the begat, the begat, and just consume the Word of God. Because that's where we're going to find out what He loves. You know, this morning, I'm going to share a couple things with you, but man, there's, there's just, there's tons. There's a lot more. Uh, look at this in 2 Chronicles 2.11. Hiram, king of Tyre, replied by letter to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people. Let's just stop there and celebrate. Because the Lord loves his people. Any God's people in the house today? The Lord loves his people. Come on, look at your neighbor, give him a high five, tell him God loves me. Go the other way, say God loves you. <laughs> we we got to learn to love God's people. I said we've got to learn to love God's people. Come on, you know, we're not we're not we're not talking about this cuz there's some great friction and divisive faction in the house. No, we already like each other. That would have been a good place for you to say amen. No, we already like each other going. Who? You know, come on, we, we, we already like each other, but how about we, how about we push ourselves to a different level? You know, Philippians 2 in the message, it says, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, do me a favor, love one another, agree with each other, be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. But learn to take yourself aside and let others be put first. Yeah, we, we need to learn to love one another. Hello? <laughs> you guys, you need, a, you need a caffeine boost. Man, God loves his people. I said, God 
loves his people. I, you know, I, I've had people say, you know, well, I, I want to change the world. Love your neighbor. Yeah, but I was hoping to go to Nepal. They have enough problems of their own. We, we, we've, got, we've got to, we just got to love one another. We need to start right here. How, how, about, how about you start in your house? Please. Please just love each other. Please just, just agree with each other. You know, what, you know what that means when you have to agree with each other? That means that somebody has to be willing to accept the thought of another. You really don't think that, well, no, I'm not going there. Because, I, you know, I'm down a few minutes. So I'll, I'll retract that statement because all you heard me say is you really don't think. Okay, so never mind. Um, let's look at something else. Psalms 33, 5. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. He loves righteousness and justice. What's righteousness? That's that which is right in the eyes of God. That which is right in the eyes of God. You know, uh, knowing that something's good with God, that God's good with what you're doing is one thing. Knowing that it ain't right in the eyes of God and continuing, that's another thing. If, if you want to attract the favor of God, you want to learn the ways of God, you, you, you have to master your mind. Because there's some things that, that we allow in our life that we accept that to God would not be acceptable. God loves righteousness. God loves righteousness. That, that means that there's some things you're looking at you ought not look at, so don't look at them anymore. Hello? Come on. There's some places you go that you, you already know. You already know that it's not right in the eyes of God. Stop it. Come on. Take a step towards holiness. Take a, take a step towards living right and being clean. Well, for years, leave the past behind. Okay? Step away from yesterday, but step into this brand new day. Sex outside of marriage. Well, yeah, but the day and age we live in, it's still not right in the sight of God. So don't do it. I didn't figure I'd get a great big amen on that, but you know. You know, I, you know someday I've got to stand before God and give an account for your soul. And, well, you know how it is, but you know, look at the century we're in. Yeah, look at it. Come on, let's do this God's way. I said, let's do this God's way. Somebody say, help him, Jesus. Psalms 87, 2. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the other dwellings of Jacob. I love this verse. The Lord loves the gates of Zion. You know what that is? That's the local church. He said, the gates of Zion, all through the Bible. That's the local church. And it said more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Jacob could build a house. Jacob could build a swimming pool. Jacob could build a mall. Jacob could build a campground. Jacob could build an RV park. But more than all those places, the Lord loves the local church. Now, I need to to give you full disclosure today. God's not 
you know, he doesn't play favorites. I do. I love this church. I love this church. But I'm telling you, we love all the churches in Tri-Cities. Anybody preaching Jesus, they're going to get my support. I meet with several different pastors every month. There's a young guy that I've recently connected to for the last, what, four, five, six months. Uh, I meet with him at uh, Seventh-day Adventist brother. Man, we're building a great relationship. And there's been times he's come by and he's needed stuff, and we've made sure they have it. I love the local church. I'm going to do anything I can to help anybody preaching Jesus succeed. And I think, by the way, sometimes conversation goes with others that we walk around with maybe a little chip on our shoulder regarding some other church. And I tell you, these things ought, no to, ought not to be so, brethren. You know, you, you, just, you just need to let that go. And if you, if you want to be real careful, because if you, if you want to start bad-mouthing another church, you're going to have to go to another church. Because I know that if you'll bad-mouth them in about six months, you'll be bad-mouthing me because I'm a lot worse than what you're telling me they are. Hello? I got to keep moving. What was, what, that's, that's just number one. Number two, you got to build what Jesus builds. Look at this. Look at this. Matthew 16, 18. He said, I'm telling you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'm going to build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. You, you realize that I can't find any place, any other scripture where he says, I'm going to build something. I can't find one that says, Tom, I will build your ministry. I can't, I can't find one that says, Todd, I will build your business. I can't find one that says, Jeremy, I'll build your family. The only one I can find is where Jesus said, I will build my church. You do realize that's you, right? He's going to build you strong. He's going to build you significant. He's going to build you powerful. He's going to build you. And the local church, listen, it's the only way humanity is going to get saved is through his church. So he's got to make you strong. And you've got to realize that he's building you. You, you, want to, you want to build what Jesus built. You want to build people up. Come on, you want to be a, you want to be a people, people builder. Can't even say it, but that's what you want to be. Okay? You, you want to be a people builder. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a people builder. Yeah, I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of debate, you know, because when he said, you are Peter and on this rock, and I know there's a lot of debate on this. Is it the man or is it revelation? It's both. It's both. He's going to bring revelation knowledge to who? To man. And that man is, is what God's going to build. Look at the next verse. He said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, come on, somebody. He said, I'm going to give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Favor. Come on, that's, that's favor right there. You've got to realize that he's building his church with a purpose. He's going to give you the keys. The keys are going to unlock. The keys are going to lock. And, and God, what's it going to do? It's going to produce the favor of God on your life. You know, lastly, we need to live like Jesus lived. John 4, 31 Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. He said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And his disciples said, which one of you slept off to McDonald's? Verse 34, he said, my food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. 
I don't know about you, but I have a will sometimes that wants to do everything but his will. But I need to submit so that I am doing his will. So that when favor shows up, I'm found doing his will. Remember Luke 22:42, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will. You, you, you want to learn his ways? You're going to have to give up your will. got to be his it's got to be his right we have to love what he loves we have to build what he builds and we need to live the way he lived thy will be done thy will be done in my life amen come on give god one more hand this morning he's worthy thank you jesus i I want you to I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. I want us to pray one more prayer together. And if you're here this morning and you're not really walking with God, you know, you're really not going after God's will. It's all been your will. I want to invite you to make this prayer your personal prayer. And we're not going to do anything to embarrass you. We're not going to call you out, not going to have you stand today. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I, I need to surrender my will to God's will. It's time in my life to let the will of God come first. I'm going to make this my prayer. No one's looking around. I just want you to hold your hand up and say, Pastor Tom, that's me. Time for me to engage in the will of God. I want to surrender my life. Real quick, just hold your hand up. We're going to pray together. And we're going to go, thank you, thank you. You can put them down. It's time for me to engage in the will of God. I want to love what Jesus loves. I want to build what Jesus builds, and I want to live like he lived. I want to be attracting the favor of God. I want everybody in this room to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love, your acceptance, your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me passion. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, church.